Hello, and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends? First and foremost, thank you so much for listening. The show has continued to grow, and that is all because of word of mouth. I know I say it a lot, but I really am so appreciative of every single person who listens to the show, who spreads the word, anything. It is amazing. And if you're new to the show, thank you for giving it a chance. Go through some past episodes, see if there's some other names in there that you like. And if you have any suggestions, I always want to hear from you. So shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm always checking it. My handle is at Andrew underscore FTW. With that said, this week's episode is with Big Baby Scumbag, who is a rapper out of Tampa, Florida, my hometown. And that in itself was such a cool piece to me. I am so excited about people that come out of Florida and artists that hold down that community. There's this really special, weird little nod to each other. And it was really cool to hear him talk about that. We also just get into his story in general. He has a really wild, unlikely kind of moment where he like fully became an artist. And he kind of had that like one song changed it all moment and he really breaks that down. And moments like that are so insanely interesting to me. We also talk about how he took that and kept it going and how it wasn't just a flash in the pan. He has great perspective on everything. He's very appreciative of everything he's accomplished. He also talks about other bits of the Florida scene and opening shows with all sorts of different artists where like all these people were on one stage, legendary artists where you're like, holy shit. He told those stories really well. Outside of that, I don't really want to say too much. I want to get right into this. It was such a fun episode. Let's go. Where are all my friends? Another episode this week with Big Baby Scumbag. And I am so hype on this one because I've been keeping an eye on you for a minute. But just recently, you put out a new mixtape and I freaking love it. www.flexedupshouty.com. Flexedupshouty.com, man. We're going to need to talk about that because I'm so impressed, but I, I'm really hype on this episode. So thank you so much for joining me, dude. No problem, dude. Anytime, man. I'm stoked. <laughs> All right. So if anybody doesn't know who you are, I always like to start these off with just your introduction of yourself, who you are, what you do. I'm big baby scumbag. I rap. Um, I'm a beer connoisseur. Oh, shit. Merch, merch god. <laughs> Uh, sci-fi, sci-fi fan, anime connoisseur, um, wrestling fanatic, R&B singer, film score, movie writer, all of that in one, man. Bro, this is going to be a fun one. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fun one. Oh yeah, dude. I love that. Another thing that we bonded over is we both are Tampa, Florida, born and bred. When you sent me your number, I was like, what? 727? Oh, yeah, I saw that 813. I was like, oh, he knows. He knows. (laughs) I was like, bro, like, that shit was so unexpected, dude. Like, I checked the text message, and then I had to go back to the DM just to make sure it was you. I was like, wait, hold on. Is this the same dude? Like, this is crazy. Yeah, man. Bro, and I refuse to change my number. Yeah. Like I that 727 yeah. number is everything. Oh, yeah. to me. I don't care where I live, like I'm Yeah, dude, that. like it's super rare like especially when you live out in LA or like when you live in New York or whatever like it's just different, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, like it makes you feel rare, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, it's also weird. Like I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like when I was growing up in like Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete area, mm-hmm. 
there wasn't like too, too much going on with like the music scene or really like aligning with any homies. Like I, I got into skateboarding, I got into cars and I found a couple of friends, mm. but it wasn't pop. Yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't like anything that was like culturally recognized, Definitely, bro. Like, but I feel like now it's kind of hitting a stride. Like there's something really yeah, cool happening yeah, in Tampa. Yeah, def- like I would say, bro, like the era, the era that I fell in love with, like the music scene and like how music was shifting and shit was like that whole like mixtape era with like Wiz Khalifa, Juicy J, Wale, Kid Cudi, yeah. like the like the blog era. So like 2008, 9, 10, 11. Waka Flocka, bro, when Waka Flocka and yeah. Gucci Mane were literally dropping tapes like every other month type shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh I fell in God. love with music, uh, like, like the mixtape era, like the underground era back then. And then like, yeah. I realized like not a lot of shit was going on in Tampa. Like, of course in Tampa, like we've always had like Tom G and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the GOATs, like the OGs. But as far as like the new school, bro, like, when I was in high school, I couldn't tell you any under, like, I couldn't tell you about any underground artists coming out of Tampa, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And this is like pre, pre SoundCloud, you know, before the playlist era on Spotify and all of this, it was just like, yeah, like, I feel like it was just dead air for a good minute up, like right up until, um, I would say like 2013, 14, 15 when you know you have like people like honestly i feel like rocky and like space ghost pert and all of those guys they really opened up the door for the spotify era you know what i'm saying especially pert especially pert well okay i was gonna say in blog era two artists that I found that kind of tie into that was like the beginning of Childish Gambino and the yeah, beginning of Chance yeah, the Rapper. Yeah, right. And yeah. they were kind of like mainstream blog yeah, rap. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like that was like the starter pack. Yeah. And that kind of led into like they were a little before streaming. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. And then you mentioned those two. And then when streaming happened and like when SoundCloud, like I don't know, maybe call it I, I, I admittedly know I was late on it. So my years, when I think of an artist, I might be wrong and like it might be a little bit earlier, but like when like Lil Pump and X were coming out of like Southern Florida, mm-hmm. like what was that? In my head, that's like 2015, 16. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you're, or, no, 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 no. It, 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 that's early. Yeah, you're right. You're right, dude. 20, dude, because okay. bro, like I'll tell you this, like in Florida, there was a point when all of us were on the same bill, bro. Like, if you was to do your research, dude, like, you would see flyers with literally Lil Pump, Smoke Perk, XXX, Ski Master Slump God, Big Baby Scumbag, um, who else, who else? Bro, just a bunch of people, like, on the same bill, dude. Like, 2000, oh 2000, bro, like, all right, so... There's this video. It's still up. It's still up on YouTube, but it was, it's the 20, uh, 2016 Rolling Loud recap. And yeah. on uh, tw- uh, 2016 Rolling Loud, they had three stages. It was the Citrus Rap stage. Citrus Rap is like Florida blog. 
it was the citrus rap stage and then the two other stages were the big stages and then the floor the uh the citrus rap stage was the stage that basically catered to you know florida artists so dude literally like it didn't matter who said it was that day we all stayed on stage like my my first my first song that took off was jelly and you can see uh xxx in the crowd like mosh pitting and shit while i'm performing jelly and then there's literally smoke purpose on stage denzel curry's on stage with us yeah it's crazy dude like denzel performed on the bigger stages but he came to like the citrus rap stage to show love to all the florida artists and shit so yeah bro like that was a magical time, dude. Like that was such a golden, golden age, bro. Like I literally got goosebumps when you were saying, "Yeah, that. Like, dude, that's insane." Swear to God, bro, it's on YouTube. Citrus rap, citrus rap set. Uh, no, citrus rap stage. Rolling Loud, twenty sixteen, man. And the first, Yo. and the first Rolling Loud I ever performed at, and it's crazy because when I dropped that song, Jelly, literally. I had only had one other song out before then. And like, as soon as I dropped that song, I got a call from uh, Tariq at Dope BNT. And uh, mm-hmm. he was basically like, uh, yo, like, I want you to be on Rolling Loud. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. So it was just one song. one song. It was just you bro. putting out one, one song that dude, hit. one song, bro. That's all it took. And it was so fucking crazy because... Everybody at Dope BNT, like, that's basically, like, family, dude. Because going back to what I said about Florida, dude, like, at one point, it was just such a, like, tight community, bro. Like, Broward, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, Tampa, St. Pete. Like, we all, it was like a whole conglomerate. Like, everybody knew everybody. So, I had already, I I had already knew the dudes at Dope BNT and, uh, you know, once they started to get the ball rolling with Rolling Loud and shit, it was like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They came back around and, you know what I'm saying, show love and shit. So, yeah, man. Well, that's what's blowing my mind right now is because, like, I almost consider, like, everyone we just said as, like, the new era. Like, as soon as, like, SoundCloud starts popping, Rolling Loud is doing festivals. Like, that was a fucking Florida yeah. wave and everyone knows it. But before that, like we were saying, and especially in Tampa, right? Because that was Broward and that was a little yeah. south. So the fact that like you were a part yeah, of that, I'm like, it's, oh yeah, shit. Man. It's low key, I'm an OG, man. I'm a <laughs> That's fucking cool. I had no idea. And that's why like I love with the pod. Like I like to know a little bit about you, but like not that because like I'm over here freaking out right now. Yeah, yeah. That's dude. sick. Yeah. Like not only rolling out, bro, like it was countless shows, dude. Like Dude, I done drove out to Orlando and Miami so many times, bro. Just like, yeah. just bro, like just opening shows, bro. Like we we were yeah. just opening up for whoever the fuck was out there <laughs> at the time, you know what I'm dude, saying? I feel that too. Being a Tampa kid, like, yeah, shows come through every now and then. Yeah. But like, if you care about music, you're driving to Orlando yeah, and yeah, Miami. Yeah, it's weird, bro. Like, I don't know what the hell happened, dude. Like, it's weird because not a lot of artists do a tampa stop anymore bro like it's like if they come to florida it's orlando miami you know what i'm saying and then that's it and then they well and like that's the bummer right people sleep on tampa people don't realize that how much does come out of it and that's why i'm like that's why i was so excited that you were from there because i feel like what you're like it's important it's important to have artists like you like 
for a city yeah. and to be like, yo, like something real is happening here. And I think that like the music scene comes back when that yeah, happens. For like, sure, dude. Like, dude, I remember back in like, I must say like back in like 2016. Uh, yeah, like 16, you know, ev- like a lot of people in Tampa just started throwing their own shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it really? was on some shit where it was like, okay, nobody's trying to book us. Well, fuck it. We're just going to throw our own shows. You know what I'm saying? So there's like, there's three venues. There's three main venues in Tampa. There's the Orpheum, the Crowbar. Yep. And then uh, the Orpheum, the Crowbar. Well, okay, two. Yeah, I would say Orpheum, Crowbar for Tampa. yeah. yeah. And then, like, if you go, like, you could go to St. Pete, there's, like, State Theater mm. and Janice, and I think that one bar that kept changing its name a bunch is closed. You know what? And then there's, like, the Benz, but, like, the, St. Pete is a little different from yeah. Tampa. What's crazy is, I remember, dude, I remember this shit like it was yesterday, bro, like, this was 2013, maybe. This was, like, right when Travis Scott got signed, and wow. I had seen... uh Travis Scott perform in St. Pete. This was like, yeah, like this is like right around the time Quintana drops. Quintana was okay. Quintana was out. Uh, his mixtape Al Farrell was out. But uh, dude, like it probably had been like twenty people there, dude. Like, oh my god, you were so early on. Yeah, so much yeah, cool yeah, it's crazy. Like, I like I was at the show and I was like, what, like. This is crazy. Like no, nah, but it was it was cool though, bro, because after the show, like uh he had took pictures with everybody and everything, dude. Like it's, it's like really cool Damn. shit, man. That's sick. All right. I want to get into more specifically your story, but my last Tampa specific thing, as you are the beer connoisseur, mm-hmm. have you been to King State? I haven't. Do you know King State? I don't even I've never That's even heard a cool of that. Dude. One. Bro, so this is cool. So this is a full circle kind of thing where one of the other podcast mm-hmm. guests is Tim McTagg, and he's in a rock band called Under Oath. Oh, and he, Under Oath. Yeah, I know about Under Oath. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, bro. So Tim, like all of those dudes are Tampa uh, boys. Like yeah. they're like another side of yeah, music yeah. from Shouts Tampa. Out Under Oath, man. Yo, right? So Tim was on the podcast. Sorry to cut you off. Shouts out Transitions. Transitions fucking spot. Oh my God. (laughs) That's crazy. Also, I think you were, was it the Ritz? I thought of it as you were talking. The other venue in Tampa, the bigger one is the Ritz. Yeah, yeah. The bigger ones is like the Ritz. And uh, I remember 2015, um, Dopey and T had through um a festival in Tampa. It was in Ebor. It was called Takeoff Land. It was oh, called Takeoff Landing. Um and bro, like this shit was crazy thinking about it, honestly, bro. This shit was ridiculous. But it was kind of like rolling loud. Yeah. But it was all throughout Ebor. So yeah. literally there's Damn. So like through the downtown streets dude, and all that a, shit. There's a show going on at the Orpheum. There's a show going on at the Crowbar. There's this little warehouse on a street right behind 7th Avenue. And then there's a show going on at the Ritz. So there's four stages. And literally, like, I remember uh, I performed at the warehouse. And, like, they gave you a map in case you weren't from Tampa to know, like, which, like, where all of these venues are at. 
And yeah, dude, I remember uh, at the very end of the night, they closed it out at the Ritz. And they had uh, Denzel perform. Travis Scott was there. I think Wi-Fi had performed. And uh, a few other people were on that main uh, Ritz stage. Yeah, dude. Like, I love the Ritz, dude. Like, back in the day, I had seen, uh, dude, I seen ASAP Rocky at the Ritz. I had seen, like, Odd Future at the Ritz. This is all, like, oh. this is all, like, 2012, 2013 era, bro. So, like, it was, like, when they had just came out and it was, yeah. bro, like, shit was nuts, dude. Fuck, that's cool. God, you've been holding it down. I yeah, love bro, it. it's fucking crazy. But- and, like, you know, going back to those shows, like, going to those shows as a fan, opposed to, like, you know what I'm saying, fast forward to 2015 when I became, like, an actual artist. Like, it was yeah. it was cool to, like, witness all of that shit because, honestly, like, when you're a fan, you look at music differently than when you're an artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's the perfect segue because I wanted to know about your early days of, like, getting like you growing up being a fan Mm. and like where that happened, like where you're like, fuck, Mm. what if I did this? Like I'm obsessed with hearing that. Yeah. All right, dude. So I think, uh, I think the first Rolling Loud, so the first Rolling Loud was in 2015. I didn't perform at that one. I only had like one song out at that point. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I was, I was just there, bro. And like, I, I had seen Black Cray perform. Denzel was there. Uh, Awful Records was out there. Uh, no yeah, way, dude. cool. Like, this is right when like Wrist dropped and all of that shit, dude. Like, like Father and all them. Like everyone yeah, was there, yeah, dude. Like, Fuck, dude, that's dude, cool. Fucking uh, Post Malone had just dropped White Iverson, and like Post Malone was on stage okay. with like I think key and like two nine and like all them dudes from atlanta and shit so like i was just bro like i was just there soaking it all in i was like damn like i could be up here bro like i could be on the stage like rocking out doing this shit man that shit put gas in the tank bro after i seen that it was like man i'm gonna do this shit for real bro like fucking what were you like before that did you have like other hobbies or anything or like were you just kind of like living your life doing your thing to be honest no like before i started rapping um honestly i didn't have any hobbies dude because i was like there's a time span between like 2011 and 2014 when i was just like working a regular job like you know what i'm saying just nine to five bro just you know i ain't in high school no more so it's like all right like i gotta get it like either i'm gonna be working or i'm gonna be in college so from like yeah what were you doing what was your like regular oh uh, dude in a span of like three four years dude i did so many goddamn jobs bro like oh so you were just literally just like churning through yeah bullshit, bro like, like whatever the fuck i feel like that that uh that part of my life it was just like a purgatory like in between like after, well, I ain't even graduate, so I dropped out. I dropped out. I dropped drop out, gang man. <laughs> My guy. My guy. But yeah, bro. Like from 2011 to like 2014, it was just me like working jobs, bro, trying to figure shit out, figure out what I even want to do with my life, and like the music shit just yeah. f- fell in my lap. 
you know what I'm saying? But yeah, dude, I was just working bullshit jobs, bro. Working fucking Family Dollar, uh, CVS, Walgreens. Uh, I worked at uh, Forever 21 for like two weeks until I, <laughs> until I fucking quit. Uh, yeah, damn. So you just did it. Like you worked the bullshit. Yeah, like, dude. Like I was just trying to figure shit out. Cause back then, like I was a fan of a lot of shit. Like it's crazy. Cause like I was a fan of, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the black craze, the Xavier Wolf bones, all those guys, oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? All, all of those yeah. guys that was like, uh, even young lean, sad boys, uh, drank. Well, back then they wasn't called Oh, cool. It's like Blade yeah, and all back that? back then it wasn't Drain Gang. Back then it was Shield Gang. But that was like, you know, that 2013, 14, 2012, that, you know what I'm saying, that area. So so you're a bit of an internet kid. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I was, hev- I was okay. heavy on Tumblr. And then once like SoundCloud popped off, I was all on SoundCloud, you know. All of that. Oh yeah. So you were probably like really early on like a starry channel and like Yeah, all that. dude. Especially yeah. if you're in yeah, anime. Dude, all of that shit, bro. Like looking back on it, you know, it probably it probably crossed my mind a few times. Maybe I should start rapping, but I didn't know how to approach it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you've never made music at all. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? You start thinking about that shit, it's like, well shit, all right. I don't know where to start. Like, so how did you? Um, long story short, a homie that I used to go to middle school with, uh, skinny scumbag, okay. skinny scumbag. He, uh, okay. He, he was already rapping. Um, and I also got another homie that I used to go to middle school with little scumbag. And, um, they basically had like this rap group and it was called scumbag world. And this is like 2014, bro. Like they, uh, I think they had a couple songs out. It wasn't a lot, dude. But um, one day, Skinny Scumbag had hit me up on Facebook, and he was like, "Yo, like, I got this new rap group. I want you to be in it." And I was like, <laughs> at that point, I was like, "I don't rap, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to put me in this rap group. I don't even rap." But he was like, "Dude, like, it don't even matter. Just like." Just being it just to be cool, like, cause I always like, like the style that I have now, like yeah. I've always had just like that style. I don't know. Like, if you were an internet kid, I feel like there's something that comes with understanding, like, you can just put style yeah, together. Yeah. You understand aesthetics and you understand like culture that, like, kind of like a subculture. Right, right, dude. So, like, he seen it when I didn't even see it. He was like, bro, like, it don't even matter if you can rap, just like be in the group. You know what I'm saying? Awesome, like, you know, just just to be in the group. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Yeah, like just cause like you had good style and you understood culture. Yeah, and shit. yeah. So he was like, it don't even matter about rapping. So I was like, all right, cool. So like uh I remember him telling me too, he was like, you know, try it out. Like just at least just try it out. Like if you don't like it, then all right, cool. But at least try it. So I was like, all right, yeah. word, let's do it. So um, I remember um, I met up with him at a video shoot. He had to uh, shoot a video. And um, that's where I ended up meeting Pablo. Pablo is the dude that shoots all my videos now. He introduced me to Pablo. And yeah, dude, it was on from there. Like I met everybody there and shit. 
Um, and then I think like a week later, I got in the studio for like the first time, recorded the song. I think I recorded like three freestyles that day. And yeah. then, yeah, bro, like after that, it was just like, how, like, how can I perceive myself to to everybody else? Like, it's this rapper, dude. And it was honestly like, it was just like a whole new world, bro. Like, like he made my SoundCloud for me. I didn't even have an Instagram at that point. What a fucking legend dude, of a I friend. I made an Instagram. I made a SoundCloud. I didn't even have Twitter. He made me a Twitter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I had Facebook, bro. He hit me up on Facebook. That's all I had. So. You were living some normie-ass life yeah, shit. You're over here yeah. working at Forever 21 with a Facebook? I swear to God, bro. <laughs> like, I ain't have none of that shit. So made a SoundCloud, made a Twitter, made an Instagram. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he he basically helped me out with all that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really just teaching me all this shit that, like, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, I wouldn't have known otherwise. So, uh yeah. Yeah, like, I remember just, like, in 2014, 2014 to 2015, I remember just, like, just messing around, just seeing what works, like, finding my sound or whatever. And then I remember I had made the song called The Trenches, and that dropped on the elevator. Um, oh, shit, you got an early yeah, elevator dude. drop. What's crazy is uh, my homie Alex Black. Well, back then he went by Alex Black. Now he goes by Lil Zayla. But okay. he was already on the elevator with Pablo. Like Pablo was shooting all of his videos too. So oh, so Pablo was kind of like the plug to that. Yeah. Like he was already yeah, on the radar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, back then Elevator was like a – Elevator was more of like a Chicago-based uh, platform. Like they were – was it yeah, really? Yeah, because Elevator's from Chicago. I'm so late yeah, to the Elevator yeah, game. It's dude. painful. So, shouts out to Brian, man. But uh, back then, Elevator was more uh, dedicated towards, like, Chicago artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, if you go back, you'll see Chief Keef videos on Elevator, too. No <laughs> I way. swear to God, bro. Like, Chief Keef videos, Rico Reckless, uh, Lil Reese. Like all them dudes, so um, I don't know how they developed their relationship, but I remember uh, um, I recorded my song, well, my verse for the trenches, and I wanted to put a, yeah. I wanted to put the song out solo, cause like yeah. at that point, dude, like it was like my first real song, and I treated it like my child, bro. I was like, damn, like I love this song, like I don't want nobody else to hop on it, but then uh. I remember showing the song to Pablo and Pablo showed it to Lil Zayla and Lil Zayla had uh, reached out to me and I already know who Zayla was through Pablo. So I, like off rip, I was like, oh shit, Lil Zayla's hit me up. You know what I'm saying? So you had to. Zayla was like, yo, like let me hop on the song and then we can do a video for it. But like, I was so against it, bro. I was like, I was like, damn, like, I don't want nobody on this song. But he was like, yo, trust me, bro. Like, we can get this on the elevator and, like, yeah. it'll be a rap from there, dude. So I was like, fuck it, yeah. let's do it. So he hopped on the song. Um, we shot the video. And, uh, yeah, dude, like, once it dropped on the elevator, this is like 2015. Once it dropped, dude, 
it was like I became a neighborhood superstar, bro. Like a Florida, like a Florida superstar, bro. Like I was like, what? This shit is crazy. Like literally, and that's that's what everybody knows me from, bro. Like Wi-Fi, smoke perp, XXX, ski mask, like. You know what I'm saying? Even even in Orlando, um, there were some people coming coming out of Orlando, like uh, Swamp Posse, uh, OG Sky, um, Keys. Um, it's a few people out of Orlando, but everybody in that Florida, that 2015 SoundCloud Florida yeah. scene, that was my claim to fame. You know what I'm saying? Everybody it. knew me from that song, and then it got on Elevator, so I gained fans... You know what I'm saying in other states and shit. So yeah, bro, it 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 really gave me that boost. And what's funny, dude, is that song was my first song. So like, I wasn't really taking rapping seriously, but like, yeah, I had got so much rec like recognition off that one song that I was doing tours off that one song, bro. I I did a I did a tour with Black Cray. Like a Florida tour with Black Cray off that one song, dude. I was going to Orlando. I was driving to Orlando just to do that one song. I was driving to Miami just to sing that one song, bro. Like literally. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you? What's your set? Three that's minutes, it, bro. That was fucking it, bro. I was, bro. I was pulling up to these shows, doing that one song and dipping, bro. And everybody loved me, dude. Like, uh, dude. Like even a uh, DJ Scheme when DJ Scheme was doing stuff with Wi-Fi and they was like a like a group, like a duo type thing, like, you know what I'm saying? Met him through just that one song, like, yeah, dude. It was basically my claim That's... my claim to fame, bro. Even a uh, uh side note, but Lil Yachty, man. Like, yeah, dude. So wow. it uh and that never yeah. happens. Like the story you just yeah. told is so fucking sick and I love it. I love that you could have just been stuck working bullshit jobs and your friend hits you up and he's like, yeah, 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 join this yeah. group. And you're like, I don't rap. And he's like, you do Dude. now. And the one song, like, bro, are you kidding yeah, it's, me? It's, it's so <laughs> surreal to think about it now, man. Like, cause I could have easily just took another route, bro. And just like went to college or some shit. I don't fucking know. Like I think about it. But I think about it a lot where I'm like, damn, like, what if I wasn't doing this shit? Like, I think about that almost every other day, man. Like, yeah, dude. It's nuts to me, though, because you fucking own it so well. Like, now you're in it and, like, you are a full-on yeah. artist and your branding and your sound yeah. and your everything. Yeah, so, like, it's just cool that you stepped to the plate. Like, you had a chance. You got lucky, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, hell yeah. But then everything that followed it is no mistake. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Like, honestly, it, honestly, it was just me being myself. I think people liked me. Like, just, I can't, I can't think of anything that I've done in my career where, you know, I can look back on it and be, like, embarrassed of it. Like, I was just myself all all throughout and people people like that shit people gravitated towards it man like yeah hey man like it's 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 uh you know for some people it's natural bro and like from the jump from the very yeah. first day i hopped in the studio i wasn't shy or nothing about it you know what i'm saying it just yeah. projected so people see that man people see the confidence and you know all of that dude dude i feel it yeah like i legitimately feel it with you and like 
I don't know. It's cool. It's cool that your friend saw that early spark in you and was like, yeah, like, no, 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 do it. And like, it's cool that you stepped to the plate and like, yeah, man. not to be cheesy, but like that you believed in. Yeah, yourself, bro. Yeah, you know? dude. Cause dude, I, 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 I was just thinking like how, like at first I was just thinking like, how are like my homies from high school going to think of me? Like, cause I remember there was one point when like, it was kind of corny to be a rapper because, like, to be honest, before I started rapping, I was just looking at all these artists and I was like, yo, that shit's whack, bro. Like, <laughs> like this is, I don't know. Dude, so I made yeah, it cool, well, like, bro. Like, I made it cool for me, man. I don't know. When you're a rapper and you're not good, there's nothing more Yeah. Because it's like... It's cool. Like when rappers are good, it's so yeah. cool. I wish I was yeah. a rapper. I want to be a rapper, yeah. but I can't rap. Yeah, yeah. So when you try and you can't, it looks so wild. Yeah, dude. Like, I think that's what turned me off, like, initially to even wanting to do the rap shit until my homie introduced me to the shit was, I don't know. Like, I just didn't want to be corny and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, look like all these other guys. So <laughs> I just strayed away from Damn. it. <laughs> and so my homie put me on. Well, you did a, yeah, yeah, you did a good job when you did that. So, okay, another uh, like blip in your career that was like a moment where I was like, it, damn, honestly, it might have been how I found mm. you. Your feature on Oliver's EP or tape, um, Uwu, your feature on Uwu. Dude. Good Lord, my Dude. guy. Good Lord. Dude, what's so crazy is like, all right, like, I'll tell you a story. So uh, me and Oliver have uh, two other songs that we had did. Okay. Oh, wait, I should say Oliver Francis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver, uh, Oliver Francis. Me and Oliver got two other songs out before we had even worked on that. One was called Windows Down and one was called, uh, oh my God, my mind just went so blank. Carl Edwards. <laughs> What's crazy is, all right, so backstory, I got a homie named Dylan. And uh, he, like, Dylan is always hip on, like, everybody, like, everything that's going on. So he was like, yo, like, I got to show you this dude. His name is Oliver Francis. It was, like, 2017. So I was like, yeah. oh, damn, like, he's dope as fuck. And then, like, yeah. I swear to God, bro, like, Law of Attraction so crazy. Like, he ended up following me. And I followed him back. <laughs> <laughs> so like we started chopping it up and shit and uh he he ended up going on tour and he uh he invited me to open up for him um for a couple shows and uh we ended up doing some songs and shit uh when I did Rolling Loud 2018 um I invited him to Rolling Loud with me to perform you know what I'm saying just for like just for doing me all of those favors, bro. Like put me on all of those shows. Like, you know what I'm saying? Back, back in 2017, early 2018, it was just like me returning that favor, yeah. bro. Like, just thank you. You know what I'm saying? But that's so fucking cool. Yeah, bro. But going to the track that, uh, me and Oliver, uh, first worked on, I love Oliver for this, bro. Like, <laughs> but, uh, I remember he sent me the song. It was Carl Edwards. And, uh, Oliver has his own style of rapping, you know, like the auto, For like the sure. auto tuny stuff. And I'm not that type of artist. So like what I tried doing on the song, um, was kind of like matching his style. 
and I sent I sent yeah. it back to him, and uh, he wasn't really feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like he had told me, he had told me like, dude, be big baby scumbag. You know what I'm saying? Like be like, you know what I'm saying? I want a big baby scumbag verse. Like be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he wanted you to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was I was trying to do some different shit. You know what I'm saying? Not thinking like the whole reason he wants me on the song is to give it my flavor. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah dude, like I've redid the verse, bro. The shit was so fucking hard, dude. And yeah, dude, like Oliver, like has always just like put me onto a lot of game, bro, and shit like that. So like, dude, yeah, that uh, that recent track that we had uh did together, it was no different, dude. Like he sent it to me, and I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. I'm about to, I'm about to kill this shit because I already know what he dude. wants, bro. Like, so hell yeah, dude, shout that... out Oliver Francis, man. Dude, massive shout yeah, to him. Dude. And it's crazy because I remember, I guess it was like 2016, I worked at like an indie record label, like a rock mm. label. And my buddy showed me him and I was like, this is sick. And I saw that he was like in a band. Yeah. And I just oh called him. I was like, yeah, yeah was it Treebeard? Yeah. I think you that was the name crazy? of it. You know crazy? I didn't even know that, bro. Like somebody had told, somebody told me he used to be in a band. So like, I was like, what? Yeah. Did my research went on YouTube? and seeing all the videos i'm like mm-hmm. yo this is so sick <laughs> yeah yep. bro yep that's dope as but i remember calling him back in like 2016 being like yo like i work at this record label i don't really know like i don't think we should sign you because it's not the right fit mm-hmm. but like what you're doing is the coolest thing i've yeah. seen yeah and I just wanted to say, like, what up yeah. kind of thing. It was such a funny call because I was like, I don't know what to do because you're so ahead, but, like, respect. Yeah. And ever since then, I've just kept an eye on him. And I can't front, like, we're, like, close friends or anything. We've talked a couple times since then. But, like, I just really respect yeah. him. Like, yeah. I think that that was he uh, is so genuine yeah. about just loving music. And he found, I think... I think he talks about it in some of his interviews and just like pretty openly of like trying and fronting like he was something else and then being like, that's whack. I need to be myself. And he like really found like his own kind of beats and production and just everything. Like he found his sound. Yeah. Yeah. And through that, he's also found amazingly cool other artists. And it seems like he puts them on. So hearing it firsthand from you like verifying that is so fucking yeah, dude. Cool. It's 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 tight. It's tight. To always being around Oliver, like he's very humble, man. He's the most humblest dude ever. Like he's like, I don't even consider him a rapper, bro. Like he's one of those artists that you know for a fact, like they don't care about the money. They don't care. Like he, like he just has a passion for for just. Yep. music man like he records all his own shit he produces all his own shit you know what i'm saying yeah. like he ru- him in the circle record all the videos yeah yeah dude he 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 him and um archipoli tony they they yeah. they edit you know all the videos and shit and then like Oz and christ and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he just brought his friends yeah, on tour. He's like, bro, you'll figure it, it out. Bro, like, being on tour with those guys, bro, it was the funnest. Like I said, dude, like, it was Tell me was about the that, funnest. please. Give me, the f- give me a little bit of that. Dude, so, all right, like, I remember, like, all right, so, 
at first I thought I would be riding in their van, but then mm-hmm. I was like, damn, it's not going to be enough room for all of my homies plus their homies. So I was like, all right, we're going to have to get our own van. So dude, like that tour, like just seeing, just seeing all of these fans from other States was the craziest shit. Yeah. Cause I had never, I had never been outside of the state like that to see my fans. No way. I, like all the shit that I had done up until then was just, just Florida shit, bro. Just Florida stops. You know what I'm saying? The same old. So going- not only are you getting out of Florida for the first time, you're like traveling the country with like the best people just like having a Yeah, blast. dude, like going back to like the SoundCloud, like the 2015, 16, like the only shit that I was doing was doing the Orlando, Miami shows. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 2017, 18, that was my first taste of like going to New York, going to Cali, going to going to Texas, going to Georgia, just doing all of these fucking That's shows right. everywhere, man. And it was very, it was, it was just an amazing experience. And like seeing, you know, like, <laughs> like when I first started doing live shows, like I had no type of like, um strategy when it came to like performing i was just going up there with all my homies fucking rapping on the microphone all right whatever like just super unprofessional so like seeing how seeing how oliver handled his shit it was it was so on point with the choreography bro like with his dj with the set list with like just everything was just so on point so like i took pointers from him and like how he was doing shit and like, you know what I'm saying? I I was just taking notes the whole time, dude. Like his crowd interaction, like all of that. Cause you know what I'm saying? I wasn't seeing that with anybody else as far as like, you know what I'm saying? The local shows that I was doing, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was more yeah. like lower end type shit, you know? So yeah, taking pointers from him, man, we fucking, I don't know how many shows we'd, all right, we did. On that 2018 tour, we had did, I think it was like 20 shows in a span of 30 days. So like every other day, we had a break. But most of those shows, yeah. it was like we performed one night, that night, and then we immediately had to hop on the van, drive to the next stop. You know what I'm saying? So it was very rigorous work, bro. Like, <laughs> it was yeah, dog, it was nice. So we were sleeping in the van. For a couple hours just to get a few, you know what I'm saying, get some hours in and then make the drive to the next show, dude. Like, but yeah, dude, like, I I honestly can't put my finger on it, bro, but it was like my best experience by far, like, in this music shit so far, bro. Like, I feel like back then, like, it was just very carefree, you know what I'm saying? Me, like, both me and Oliver had a bunch of shit that was just rolling out at that time too bro like because that was right around the time uh dale earnhardt had dropped like a few months prior and oliver oh okay and that was a pretty big milestone yeah and oliver was dropping his shit so us combined it was like oh shit this tour is gonna be something serious yeah do you ever like i get this feeling sometimes like you're like reminiscing on and you're like dude it was just like so carefree like do you feel that like as we progress in careers, anyone, 
like whatever that is where you start like overthinking it or it's just like you almost get in your own way and then you look back and you're yeah. like I was doing so good. What why did I stop in a certain way? It's such a weird it's, thing. Uh, it's definitely uh just the pros and cons of being an artist, you know. When you're an artist, you overthink everything, man. You overthink, you know, just overthink shit and it's like you feel like you want to rebrand and you know what I'm saying I feel like in every in every point of an artist's career they feel like they need a rebrand or they feel like they need to switch something up to kind of like stay stay with the times and shit you know what I'm saying it's a lot of different shit bro I can't even I can't even put my What's finger your on advice one. to that honestly just Keep doing you, bro. Just keep doing, just keep yeah. doing, like, keep doing the same shit you was doing, but keep in mind that what the fans want or what would the fans want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always keep that in mind when it comes to making new music and making videos and just merchandise and shit like that. Like, what would a big baby scumbag fan want? And you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. try to just try to execute that, you know, as best as possible. You know what I'm saying? I think that's good advice. Cause it's funny, like you said that thing earlier where it was like the first track you did with Oliver, and he's like, I want a big baby scumbag. Yeah, feature. yeah. Like dude. I want you to sound like you. So it's like people love you for you, but then when you get in your head and you're overthinking it, you're thinking the rebrands, like I think it's that really weird fine line of balancing self-awareness and like being like, am I delivering what my fans yeah. or my audience yeah. wants, but am I also still being myself? Yeah. Cause like you start thinking about like, you know, like you start thinking like, Oh, like maybe I should sound more like this and sound more like that. And you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 uh, it's tricky, man. Cause like, it's cool to try new stuff. Like as an artist, like you got to try new shit, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I definitely feel like, you know, I've been more open to new genres of shit, bro. I've been working with a lot of EDM, uh, producers and a lot of, a lot of guys that are into like techno and like alternative type shit. Like, yeah, no, nah, like, I feel like at this point, bro, I'm having fun, dude. Like, Fuck I had yeah. something to prove. So you're in it. You're like, you're kind of back yeah, at it. You're having yeah, fun yeah, with it Yeah, like, definitely, there's a point in time where you have something to prove, where it's like, mm -hmm. all right, like, I got to make my stamp. You know what I'm saying? I got to make my fucking stamp in this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is Big Baby Scumbag, and this is what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? And just build yeah. that brand. And once people know that brand and you have your sound in that pocket, then, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you're, you're straight, dude. Yeah. That's when you can start, you can kind of evolve on it. Right, right, it right. And, like yeah. I've put out a bunch of shit that's different, but it still has that big baby scumbag brand to it. Yeah. That's that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That flavor. You feel me? And I, do you think that that like, cause you execute that so well. And I want to talk about this is like, you're an independent artist. You're unsigned. And when you look at Big Baby Scumbag as an artist online, 
it's all so cohesive. Like you did the thing, like you made it look so branded, especially, especially with the new tape, like flex up shoddy. Like the fact that you named it www.flexupshoddy.com. You go to it. It looks like the old like windows 95 website. You can play the album. You can play Minesweeper on the website. Are you fucking kidding me? There's a bunch of little, every small detail. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, dude. So like, do you think that that came from being an internet kid first or like, where did, like, how do you do that so well? Where does that come from? Just being creative, dude. Like, I feel like I've been creative my whole life. I just didn't have an outlet to express that creativeness. Like, as far as elective in high school, bro, like, I did art. I did I did web design, 3D art. I did uh, 2D art. Um, and I think I did culinary. Yeah, I did culinary for, uh, for a All couple right. semesters. But, like... Even then, bro, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always had good ideas. I always had just this creative mind. But, like, until I started doing music, it's only when I had a chance to express that shit, bro. Because, like, working with Paolo, my my video guy, you know, I'm basically, like, just giving him my vision. I'm like, dude, like, I want it to look like this. And like he brings that shit to life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. dude, that's so dude. All cool. the videos, bro. Like all of, dude, all of the songs, all of the songs that have been named after like people from pop culture, like the Dale Earnhardt, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, you did the whole Tiger King thing, like yeah, yeah. Joe Exotic, just bro. There's a million songs I have. You know, Metal Gear Solid, just like shit named after video games and pop culture icons and celebrities, whatever the fuck. It was just like, just me looking at shit from a creative standpoint, dude. So like the flexedupshoddy.com, that was like me paying homage to Trick Daddy because he had thug.com back in the day. And uh, oh yeah, literally, literally the cover art is the same exact thing. It's like Trick Daddy's head and like he's sweating and shit, and like uh, he's like he's like in the clouds, like on a like a like a Netscape ninety eight type of background, dude. Like it's some crazy shit. Literally, like if you was to look at the original cover, it's the same thing, man. It's Thug dot com, bro. Wow. And what's what's even doper is that was an actual website. So back in the day, like, and it's still the website. So Trick Daddy is signed. Trick Daddy is with the Slip and Slide Records. So if you go to thug.com, uh-huh. even to this day, it'll take you to Slip and Slide Records. But back in the day, I'm pretty sure, like, like as far as the rollout, like, he had, like, you could, like, stream the album or whatever. You know what I'm saying? All that cool shit. But yeah, bro. And that's so far ahead of its time. Yeah. Man, that's, like, just another level of you being in touch with it. Like, yeah, dude. And it's also funny, right? Because, like, there's somebody like me where I didn't know that. And I'm over here. I'm like, he's a genius. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, I guess. Like, I'm just like paying respect to shit that I Super like. Super conceptual, bro. Like, I feel like that's what everything I'll do, man. Like, I dropped a project with Lex Luger last year um, called Juvenile Hell. And Juvenile Hell is paying homage to uh, Mob Deep. Mob Deep had came out. Mob Deep's very first project 
um it was like an underground tape and it was called uh no actually wait yeah 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 okay so it was an underground tape called juvenile hell i think they put it out like in 91 92 something like that but uh pretty much i just wanted to take that and put my own flavor on it so the cover art for juvenile hell my cover art is a rendition of a mob deep cover um and the the name of the single was deep pressure so if you was the google oh deep pressure God. juvenile hell you're going to see a picture of them like it's prodigy and a uh, havoc and they're they're like dapping up hands they're like dapping each other's hands and uh i basically and that's like your yeah cover. yeah i did the same shit with me and lex luger so it's me and lex luger on the cover and we're like shaking each other's hands type shit dude that's <laughs> so fucking cool i okay like i just i love moments like that because in like I view that as such an endearing thing to do and to pay homage. And like, I think that that like teaches your fans and that shows like kids that don't know, like when they find that out, like this moment that's happening right now, as I'm like hearing yeah. that, I'm like, that's so fucking cool. And it makes me so excited to go back yeah. and listen to that yeah, and then see the things that you took. And I, I feel like it's so rewarding to the people that catch it and understand. And it's like, just yeah. that nod of like, yeah, oh, he knows. Dude, it goes over a lot of people's heads. Like some of the shit, like some of, a lot of bro, like a lot of my influences from like, nineties, early two thousand shit, and I reference a lot of, sh like I I drop a lot of references when it comes to shit like that, and for some people it goes up way over their head, but then yeah. for the people that get it, it's even more rewarding for me. Like damn, like I got my point across. Like. They're hit to it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, like, uh, with Metal Gear Solid, you know what I'm saying? Like all of, all of my fans that are Metal Gear Solid fans and just fans of like, you know, even the franchise now, as well as, you know, back when it came out on the, on the first PlayStation back in the day, like they know what's up, man. So it's like, damn, like, you know, I try to cater. I try to, I feel like I try to cater to literally everybody, no matter what you're into, like, Cause dude, like I just have that many interests as well to where it's like, I'm so like, dude, I'm like a goddamn, uh, dude, I'm like that Pokemon that, uh, that, that, that purple Pokemon that turns into anything. Ditto. Dude, oh, I'm, I'm. Ditto. I was thinking, I was thinking of missing. No, remember the glitch when you go up and down the coast and you catch yeah, the weird thing? Ditto is the yeah, proper dude, one. I'm like a ditto, bro. I can like transform into like any fucking entity, bro. And fucking make a song like that dude but hell yeah bro but i love that because through all of it it's big baby scumbag as Dilla. right like you have yourself right. and you are so clearly defined as you so anybody that doesn't catch the like cultural references or the little nods yeah. cool you get a good yeah. song you get a good yeah. tape anybody that does is like this guy fucking yeah. knows and it makes them yeah. love it that much yeah. more it's cool because like you know like this day of age I noticed like, you know, it's, it's more of like, it's, it's okay to not be as cultured. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of these kids, like realistically, a lot of these kids these days, they don't know about Biggie and Tupac and Wu-Tang and, you know, like, unless they do their research, then okay, cool. They know about it. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like, 
okay if they don't know about it. So if nobody's like putting on for this old shit and like just showing them, yo, like this is this and this is that, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to know unless, yeah. unless they're educated on it. Like the, the best example I can, I can, I can come up with is I have seen it somewhere, but like, uh, like a lot of rappers these days, they'll be like on like interviews and like, they'll be like, yeah, like I don't listen to Tupac and Biggie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never heard a Tupac and Biggie song. And like, that's cool. Cause you know, if you ask anybody that grew up in the nineties, who their favorite basketball players, they're going to be like Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Of course, off rip Michael Jordan. If you ask anybody now who their favorite basketball player is, they're going to say LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, you know, the guys that grew up, Whoa. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole different generation. So you can't really fault, you know, these kids these days for not knowing about that old shit because they didn't grow up in, in that era back then. So they don't know about it. Of course, they can go back and do their research, but they wasn't living in those times to, you know, experience that shit. And like, also, another thing that comes into play is like, it's something as simple as having an older sibling, bro. Cause you know what I'm saying? I was, I was born in 94. I have a brother that's nine years older than me. You know what I'm saying? So in 1994, he was nine, 10 years old. So he was listening mm-hmm. to the Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, all of that old school hip hop. So having an older sibling that just puts you on to all of that shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, it's already like you're, you know what I'm saying? You're put onto game. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you don't have that older sibling to, you know what I'm saying? Show you shit. Then it's like, you would never know about that. You know what I'm saying? But I love your attitude because you're not being an elitist about it. You're not saying if you didn't listen to Biggie or Tupac or Mob Deep or anything, like you're a yeah, poser, yeah, you're not nah, worthy, dude, whatever. Like, I get it. You're you're acting like the internet's bigger brother. Yeah. Like you're just like, yo, here's a bunch of shit that I'm in, like inspired by and influenced yeah. by, yeah. and here's some nods that you'll see. And if you don't get it, that's fine. Enjoy this. But if you do, and if I can show you, if I can make the past cooler, and if I can show you these things that make you interested, right. hell yeah, I'm educating right. you yeah, too. Yeah, dude. Like that goes back to uh, that Juicy J interview that I was watching. Like I've seen a bunch of Juicy J interviews where like. He just puts on hella game, bro. And like, even to this day in 2020, he's been in the game for over 20 years, bro. Like, shit, over yeah. over wow. 25 years. And like, he's still like, he still gives out like free game. Like, yo, like, he's talking about how he still gets, uh, you know, like publishing checks from shit he made back in like 1994 bro like what the fuck like he's still he's still clearing samples from like he was like yeah like i clear like five samples a day type shit i was like what (laughs) yeah dude so it's it's about knowing your history man and you know like you said like being the internet's big brother you know what i'm saying just you know just putting on game bro and just you know Taking you on a time machine, man. I love it. So we hit our hour, and I think the best way to conclude this is as I has now titled you the internet's bigger brother. Obviously, like there's still so much more to go with your career, but if you were to give 
uh, a little brother, anybody listening to this advice, like if you had something to say to that next generation or anybody that just sees what you're doing and respects the hell Mm -hmm. out of it, what is that piece of advice that you could give? Be yourself, man. Be yourself always, man. Be yourself. Don't second guess anything, man. Don't second guess yourself. Don't, don't, don't doubt yourself when it comes to shit. Trust your gut instinct, man. Cause I'll tell you firsthand, bro. There's been a bunch of shit where I was like, man, like this shit might be corny or whatever, but you just got to do it, bro. Just do it. Like literally like Nike, just do it, man. Cause you never know, man. You never know, dude. Keep that, keep that tunnel vision and know what you want. There's a lot of artists out here that are just doing it to do it. I feel like at one point I was stuck in that point where I didn't have any goals. You know what I'm saying? I was just making music. You know what I'm saying? I was just, okay, uh, let me just put another song out, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But now, like, I have goals set. So, you know, set goals for yourself. Where do you want to be five years from now? Like, what do you want to be doing? Just have that vision. Stick to it. Be your biggest fan. Because, dude, I'll tell you one thing, bro. Like, if I can't do, like, if I can't listen to myself on repeat, then I'm not going to put it out. If I can't if I can't listen to my own shit back to back, then I know it's not good enough. So just be your biggest fan, man. Like That's so good. To wrap it up, man, just have confidence, dude. Just have that confidence, man. That shit will take you a long way. Even if you're not good, bro, just have that confidence because... That just goes back to, you know what I'm saying, the conversation uh, me and my homie had when he wanted me to be in a rap group. I was, It was the self-doubt and me not thinking that I could do it and him, you know, just giving me that motivation and him being like, yeah, dude, like, just try it out, bro. <laughs> like, dude, you know? and like, think about that. Like, had you not done that, had you not believed in yourself, had you not just like had that, whatever that was the reality is you'd probably still just be floating around some CVS type, like whatever dumb jobs, right? And maybe you'd climb the corporate ladder and find something, but like you did, you did that thing and you fucking made it happen. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm blessed every day, dude. Like real shit, man. Like I think about that a lot, dude. I'm just like, damn, like what if I didn't start rapping? Like, and then like, I start thinking about like, what if I was in college and like, Shit like that, man. Low key might go back to college, man. Like on some like just like just to say I did it, dude. Like on some Lil Wayne shit, bro. Like when Lil Wayne like yeah. was studying at the um I think he was studying at uh UH in Houston. Yeah. And yeah, he got his degree in something, dude. I don't fucking know, but yeah, he got his degree, man. Same thing with chance, bro. Bro, I think education is so fucking cool. I just think that like Know what you want to do. Become yourself. Find yourself. Mm. And then when you know why you're educating yeah, yourself. Yeah, like, Because if you go back to college now, you'll be like, all right, yeah. cool. I have this unlocked. But like, what if I learn more about internet marketing? Or what are, What if I get a certification in this? Like, right. then you can just apply it and laser right, focus. Right. And that's yeah. fucking sick. Because I definitely feel like back then, if I was to gone to college uh, before I got introduced to music, I would have just been studying some bullshit that I wouldn't even, yeah, like that I wouldn't even, you know, be utilizing, you know, this present day. But, you know, now that I've established myself where I'm at now, like, 
if I was to go to school, it could be for something that that's gonna actually benefit me. You know what I'm saying? Like marketing, accounting. You know what I'm saying? Something that's gonna, you know, give me that 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 push and you know what I'm saying start my own business, bro. Like all types of shit, dude. So. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm, but like, this is just the beginning, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you have this amazing platform, and you'll who knows what you in five years. Holy shit! Yeah, man. So I'm excited, bro. Dude, I this was such a fun interview for me, dude. Like, I I'm so inspired by everything you said, and this was so cool to like learn and get to know your story. Oh like yeah, this. man. I I appreciate you having me, dude. Yeah, this is a, truly an honor. I love this. It. Was like one of the most like smoothest interviews for sure because i feel like some interviews is just a very copy and paste <laughs> like so yeah. like how was it like growing up in tampa <laughs> bro like i just I, my whole thing is like i guess to to lean into my thing of like doing myself is like regardless of a podcast or not this is just the conversation i love having yeah. with everyone yeah. i love finding inspired people and people that like care about what they do and i love finding out how they got to that spot so like i don't really care where you came from or what you do or what your title is but like if you're passionate about it and you're good at it let's have a fucking conversation bro shit if i was dude if i was passionate about bagging groceries i'll be out here talking about bagging groceries (laughs) yeah dude yes (laughs) oh my god yeah dude So there you have it, Big Baby Scumbag story. I really hope you liked it. If you did, if you made it all the way to the end of this episode and you enjoyed it, the biggest favor that you can do is subscribing on Spotify or wherever you're listening. And if that's on Apple Podcasts, dropping five stars, subscribing and writing a review. Those things help the podcast get discovered so, so much. And it's a tiny little thing, but it's insanely helpful. Another thing is just sharing the episode on social media, screenshotting like wherever you're listening to it, posting it on an IG story, whatever that is, that helps massively. And if you're trying to go above and beyond, I did open up support for the show. There's a link to that in the description. Uh, Never feel obligated, but anything is awesome and appreciated. All that said, I'll be back next week with another episode. Shoot me messages. Let me know who you want to hear from. I'm just having fun with it. But I always want to give you guys the most value. And I always want to tell stories and answer questions that help you as a listener. So the best way for me to know that is when you guys suggest them. So hit me up.